Hey, beauty babes. Today we're talking about the new normal and what to watch out for, hack attack and 90 day fiance. Hi, I'm Asia DeMarcos. You might recognize me from a little cold classic called Miss Congeniality. In Hawaii, don't you use aloha for like hello and goodbye? So? I'm taking all of my Hollywood secrets and the 15 years from being an esthetician and I'm bringing it all to you. I'm combining my two obsessions, beauty and unscripted television. Thanks for joining and welcome to Butasia Unscripted. Hey, 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 guys. What's up? What's up? It's Asia DeMarcos, your host for Butasia Unscripted, a podcast about beauty, reality TV. But also don't forget, I like to warn people and give you some of the do's and the don'ts of the beauty industry. So today we're talking about skin issues while wearing a face mask, um, because that's going to be the new normal now. And um, hack attack. I don't know what my hack attack is. I'm just winging it today. I don't have a script. I'm just going to see how it goes because that's how I'm feeling right now. And then lastly, we're going to talk some shade on some 90 Day Fiance. And uh, yeah, before I get started, I am just going to kind of check in with you guys. You know, we got a little scare today in L.A. Um, There's a rumor going around that the stay-at-home orders were extended. So I read on uh, whatever it was, it was an article that this woman said it could in it could extend if a b and c was not met so everybody started panicking and freaking out and i was just like huh this seems weird okay i'm just gonna go with it and so lo and behold just now on the evening news they told us that actually that's not the case at all there have been no actual plans to do that, but warning people that it could happen if we're not careful. So, so welcome to the new normal people, the new normal of wearing our face mask, of continuing social distancing, being outside six feet apart during our break. God, yeah, just kind of staying careful. Like I personally am careful. I would prefer not to have anyone around me. So I'm just embracing this quarantine. It's given me some more opportunity to work on my TikTok. With that said, let's do some questions. I'm going to do some questions for myself that I pulled out of my little handy dandy podcast deck questions. And I don't know, just like I said, no script today. I said, F it. Let's see how it goes. Quit stressing over this damn podcast. You got three listeners anyway. But the show must go on because I love to educate and entertain. Right. so that question I'm going to ask myself is, what's something that you do every day you wish could be automated? Something I do every day I wish could be automated is flossing my damn teeth. Nothing feels better than a good teeth floss, but... You know, it's like after my 10-step skincare program and then brushing my teeth and then just laying in bed, what I end up doing is I keep the dental floss next to my bedside table and I floss the teeth while I'm in bed because at that point I'm like so ridiculously tired and ready for bed that it's like I can't do another thing for myself. So I want to relax, watch some TV, and floss those damn teeth. So that's what I feel like I wish could be automated. 
My second question is to myself is what is something that people are obsessed with that you just don't get the point of? Hmm. It's a hard one. It's a hard one because I may not be able to be nice about things. So here goes nothing. Gwyneth freaking Paltrow and that damn whatever she has, the goop. I, is it really just because she's a celebrity and people are listening to her? Well, she is not giving sage advice. She is just touting all kinds of craziness. So that's one thing I'm just that kind of pisses me off. And another thing, these social media influencers that are just like hot and beautiful and skinny, maybe I, I'm just more pissed off at them and jealous than <laughs> don't understand what the obsession is. Anyway, but that's a separate subject. My third question to myself is, what makes you feel old? Oh, boy. This is uh, too many things to, to list, but Blue Light Man, my my partner for the almost for the past 10 years, almost past 10 years. He is nine years younger than I am. And what makes me feel old is sometimes when we're talking about music and we have different tastes in music. So he's from, he's basically a millennial. I'm Gen X and yeah, we have didn't grow up with the same movies. We didn't grow up with the same TV shows that's how, some of that can make me feel old because we're just not there on the same page. And it doesn't freaking help that he makes me feel old by saying stupid shit like, oh, that's what happens when you get older. Uh, uh, uh. Well, you know what? Go f*** yourself, dude. Because I still look 35 because <laughs> of my damn, my good skincare routine. But anyway, so that's that subject. Um, but you know, let's get to the topic of the hour because I want to talk to you about the new normal or crazy skincare. Uh, you know, you're wearing those masks. There's going to be a lot of humidity. Uh, hopefully you guys wear breathable skin cotton masks that where your skin can breathe. But like I was at the grocery store today doing a supply mission, I call it. I feel like I'm in the army where I'm like, yeah, I've got to go out a supply mission. got to get her wipes and our alcohol and our hand sanitizer and our masks and put your hair up um so yeah but i actually was in the car waiting this this go around and i had the windows down and i was in the passenger seat I had the windows down and somebody had come out of a car next to me he didn't have his mask on so of course i freaked the f out yeah, so I put the mask on. I thought, you know what? Let's just be safe. I'll put the mask on. The wind is blowing in the car. And it, it kind of felt smoky outside, too. So I was just like, yeah, I'll just protect myself. And I just, all that humidity. And, you know, the temperatures are raising here in California. And it's just all that humidity. And I have been seeing online photos of some of our frontliners, our first responders, our healthcare workers, and, you know, their skin is just just raw and jacked up from the PPE. And then I'm also hearing of complaints of people that have acne or breakouts, some sort of breakouts or some congestion or some irritation to the skin. So, you know, if you're prone to acne, then this is something that you should probably are used to anyway, making sure that your skin's always kept clean. And if you are, your skin's dirty and in a compromised position, like, you know, go home, wash your skin, uh, wash your face really well. 
So in this case, you know, I was thinking like, wow, like I'm breathing in this mask and, you know, I can see like having to be, you know, once I get back out into the field and have to work again and be around people and have maybe do presentations, right? Because like I said, this is probably going to be happening for the next year or so until we can get a vaccine and just imagining all the skin irritations. So number one, if you want to refer back to last week's episode, my AHA, BHA's episode, I speak of some acids, some popular acids, salicylic acid is, is one of them. If your skin can tolerate that acid, it's a great, great, uh, it helps with the exfoliation of the skin, but also is lipid soluble. So it can kind of get into that cell and into that pore and kind of break up that, that clogged pore and that oil and the debris. Because what ends up happening is, A, bacteria, what gets into that pore and mixes with other bacteria in the skin and causes inflammation, causes a pimple. Sometimes people with very severe conditions like that, you know, the inside of their skin cell is shedding at a quick rate and it's mixing with that oil and, you know, oxidizing with that oil and that dirt and it's causing that inflammation and it's causing that comedome. So it's really important that we keep that skin clean and using acids like salicylic is a great one. Glycolic acid is another one I spoke of last week as well because it is the smallest molecule. It also can lead to a little bit of drying of the skin. So if you're oily, you tend to be oily. Glycolic acid might be a good choice for you. And then the last ingredient that I want you to put on your radar is niacinamide. I've been seeing so many things about niacinamide. I feel like niacinamide is the new freaking soda water. It's it's your answer to everything. So <laughs> it is by, uh, also called vitamin B3, if I can talk. So it's a powerful anti-inflammatory because again, when you are breaking out, your skin's inflamed and you need an anti-inflammatory. It does help restore the lipid barrier, which is something as well that's happening with um, if you're overstripping the skin because you know you are having issues. And it also does um, help regulate oil, which is a great thing, or so they say, um, what studies have shown. So niacinamide, that's a really great products you know the first two acids you can find in a toner also you know what I'm not even really hating on some witch hazel because witch hazel is you know it has some glycerin in it which is humectant so you're definitely you know you're not overstripping the skin there's a little bit of aloe in in some formulations there is a popular witch hazel brand on the market that does smell like roses so you can literally stop and smell the roses with that one. So that one is very inexpensive. It's on the market. I bought mine on Amazon. So those are some things to think about. Also, if you want to refer back to one of my episodes, my earlier episodes, I talk about hyaluronic acid. That is a great, great humectant for the skin as well. It holds a thousand times its weight in water. And it's going to help with dehydrated skin because this is what ends up happening. When you start to have a flare-up in the skin, we do tend to overstrip our skin and decide like, oh, I just want to dry it out, which in turn, our skin is a very smart creature. It wants to overcompensate and fix itself. So it's like, hey, I'm dry. Let's 
overproduce oil in some cases. So then you're just kind of snowballing the effect and that you're just making things worse, okay? So keeping that skin in balance, keeping that skin hydrated, including moisturized. So it's a very misnomer or misconception or skin myth is what they say on the internet now, is that uh, you, you still need a moisturizer. You know, your moisturizer is your protective barrier. It's it's going to help help with your lipids and just keep all that yumminess, all those serums that you spent top dollar on, on your skin. Hold it in. Think of it like a Band-Aid for your skin. All your serums are Neosporin and that your moisturizer is a Band-Aid. Okay, so you've got all those great things. Look for products that have cell select, glycolic acid, witch hazel, and also niacinamide. So those are my tips. You have any once a deeper dive on any of those products, I'm talk I talk about them on my HAs and my alpha hydroxys in previous episodes. So please refer back to that. And also you can always DM me. And on my Instagram or my TikTok, I get a lot of questions on those platforms. And I, I always respond back because that's what I do. I never leave you hanging because I would not want someone to do that to me. So if you have any more questions, we can go, I can, we can talk more about your skin and, you know, some things that you had tried. And I think that's really the key here is when you're looking for a consultation, because that's what's going to happen these days, you know, you're going to go in for these virtual consultations. More than likely, the person doing the consultation is going to ask you, fill out some questions, um, which is, this is a great thing. You take some pictures and then they're going to go over the consultation with you. And I feel like because we are slowing down in our world these days, that this is a great opportunity to really take our time and really examine your these people's skin. And you're going to, I really think you're going to win in this case, people. You're going to see a more thorough examination. You're going to see people more focused on you. Yeah, so take advantage of that. So if you ever see someone doing a free consultation, like, but check their credentials too, you know, look at their Instagram, maybe ask them for their bio, ask them how long they've been in practice. And if you have somebody that is not willing to ask you some, some specific questions, run for the hills, because they're really not doing a thorough exam. And this is what I tell all my ladies when they're doing a skin consultation. Number one, like, what have you done for your skin? Number two, are you on any medications that could interfere with any treatments or products? Because you have to think about that. Um, well, you know, yeah, are they on any prescriptions? Do they have? Do you have any health issues or any underlying, you know, concerns? Sometimes people don't know what kind of health issues might be lurking underneath, and that's okay. And we figure that out. But also, if you know you are one of those people that you know may have an autoimmune disease or, you know, something in the family, it's always best to consult your your physician. If you're pregnant or nursing, they need to ask that. They better ask you that. They better have you sign a consent form before you do a chemical peel. Um, and, and asking the pregnant or nursing is a huge, huge, huge one. I like to ask them, what, what's your current skincare regimen? What products have you tried? Because one of my dear friends hates salicylic acid. I think he's crazy. And he, it just doesn't work for his skin. 
Personally, I'm not a big fan of glycolic acid. It doesn't work well for my skin. But some people that love glycolic acid, they love it. And, you know, and my thing is like, stick with it. If the, you know, the, if it's not broke, don't fix it because glycolic acid does work really, really well for a lot of people. So those are some things to think about whenever you're doing a consultation. And um, then that person can kind of figure out from there, like, well, okay, or, or retinol. Retinol is a huge one. Not everybody can tolerate a retinol. I can't tolerate a retinol. I'd rather use a growth factor instead of a retinol to help stimulate my skin and thicken my skin. So these are all things to think about and consider when you're doing your consultation. But trust in this person, right? Trust in this person, especially if they've been in business for a long time and they have seen great results and you feel, if they feel confident in themselves, then, you know, you're going to feel confident in them. And what the hell? We're, it's all kind of a test. Like even a doctor will tell you like, oh, let's prescribe this medication and see if it works. It's all, we're all just kind of throwing stuff to see what sticks. We're kind of theorizing and deducing things anyway. So just be patient and just whatever they tell you to do, stick with it 100%. Okay, part two of my tangent is what to look for when you're in their office. What kind of sanitation procedures should you expect from them? Um, hopefully they give you a list of what they plan on doing. You definitely don't want to be touching testers or you want to have things that people haven't touched before or things that are disposable. There are some treatments. Um, how, how are they cleaning, you know, in between each client? I think that's one thing. Uh, there are some certain treatments too where you you 100% want to make sure that things are disposable or they've been enclaved or in a sealed package. I have actually had a, a nurse show me before she did radiofrequency microneedling on me. She actually showed me like, oh, just want to show you this is the new head. It was in the package. I'm like, wow, thanks. I really appreciate that because I'm too embarrassed to ask you if it's clean and brand new, but she was forthcoming and showing me that, Hey, this is clean and brand new. So even though I'm too embarrassed to ask, but you best believe I am, I am scanning that room and I am looking to see if things have been cleaned, if things have been tidy, if there are any hairs, if um, you're on a bed, I want to look and make sure that the paper is clean. You don't see anyone's makeup in there. You don't see any creases and wrinkles in the bed. I've, I actually feel like the new normal is going to be that too, where you're going to either have a bed or a sheet and they're going to remove the sheet after between each client and then they're going to sanitize the doorknobs and everything like that. So, you know, rest assured, listen, I'm in talks. I'm in conversations with these medical spas, these, uh, these physician offices daily, and I'm hearing the things that they are doing. So you guys are going to be safe, but also make sure you demand it. Make sure you ask for it. Make sure that, you know, you look around and, and don't be scared, you know, just uh, I think the big giveaway for like a dirty esthetician is if they're wax pot, which I don't even know 
I guess you would be doing waxing services. You wouldn't be doing anything on the face, but if you're doing on the body, but is there wax pot clean? You know, especially when you go into these nail salons, I, I would not, I don't even understand a person that would want to go into a nail salon and get waxing done because they, they take and they redip that stick in there and the wax is so disgusting. That's nasty. You're going to get folliculitis. You're going to get some sort of infection. So if you're at a spa, make sure that wax pot is clean. Or another thing is, are there brushes and things that are going to touch your face? Make sure all of that is sealed, either in a glass jar or a container. And they're not like they're going to they might have what they're going to use on you out for your facial. But in general, if you see a bunch of four by fours that are just out in the open or brushes that are just sticking, they're stuck in something and they're exposed to the open air. Well, number one, that's against state board. They should not be doing that. But hey, I get it. Sometimes, you know, you want to be quick. These girls want to be quick and they want to turn, turn stuff around. But Look at that kind of stuff when you're in their room and making sure that everything's all tight and right, okay? So I just went off on that freaking tangent. Like I said earlier, I don't have a script today because that's the way I was feeling. Because what the hell? I didn't know what the hell I was going to talk about because (laughs) I'm struggling for content here. Not that I'm struggling for content. I know what I want to say and I know the message that I want to relay to you, but I just feel like it's such a weird time and I just want this information to be valuable to you. And so I welcome any feedback you guys want to give me. Again, DM me and we'll go from there. Okay, so let's move on to our next subject, hack attack. In the acting world that I came from, a hack is somebody like a phony or a fake or someone that stole someone's jokes. But in this case, you know, when I'm trolling the internet and I'm trying to look for watch outs for you guys, the one thing, I something that I did see the other day, there was, you know, some girls that were posting about the layering of products, some companies too. It's not just some girls, but some popular sites and content creators, but they were talking about how hyaluronic acid you should apply to your skin first. I'm here to tell you that that may not necessarily be the case because the molecule is so big, it only sits on the top of your face. So, hey, every company has their own reasoning and their own own formulation. I'm here to tell you that is not always the case. So ask your person who's recommending the product, ask them what, when, in what order do I put my hyaluronic acid? Because some companies say serums, gels, and then creams. But I'm here to tell you that some hyaluronic acids are applied last because the molecule is so big, it sits on top of your skin and it draws in moisture. I may have referenced it in my hyaluronic acid podcast. You can always check it out. I don't remember. That's been so long ago since I did that one, but go check it out. So that's my hack. I'm just watching now. Just don't always take everything you see online as the 100% gospel truth. Because I saw that and I was like, meh, I'm not going to share that post because 
that's not necessarily true for all products and all brands. So if that brand says that, then that's fine. But it's not it's not a one size fits all approach. And that's the point I want to get across is skincare is never a one size fits all approach. So if you do see something online, you do see an influencer or you do see a Kardashian saying this is what they use. You know what? Take it with a grain of salt because it may not be right for you. Okay, sis. Okay. All right, babes. Let's move on. Oh, I'm I'm creating my own music now to my reality review. Time to throw some shade on my 90 day fiance. Big Ed and Rose. Bam, ba, ba, boom. Okay. Last week, (sighs) <sighs> you see how excited I get when I talk about reality TV? I, I start creating internal music. Um, last week, Rose told Big Ed to take a hike. She told him that, you know, hey, I don't think you love me. You're always embarrassing me. You're always saying rude things to me. And I'm just not going to, you know. You know what? <laughs> round of applause, Rose Marie. A round of applause. You can do so much better. Big Ed can take a hike. You know, he's, listen, my friend, like I said last week, my friend's always sending me memes and videos from him. Apparently, he's his own 90-day fiancé celebrity. And if we learned anything from last season with our boy Caesar, who was catfished from a girl from, I think, the Ukraine, uh, that, oh, I'm seeing on 90 Day Fiance, they have this new show called out, it's Quarantined, and he's getting all kinds of action. Like, these girls are, like, all about Mr. Caesar. So, Big Ed, there's hope for you, and if not, you know what? You always have Teddy. And then we have, okay, so yeah, Big Ed and Rosemary, they're gonzo splitso town. We'll see how long that lasts. I'm pretty sure it's probably stuck. And then... Erica and Stephanie, I mean, this is just like, we're like at the end of the season and we're just not having good turnout here. So Erica and Stephanie, Erica's from Australia and she is literally a walking rainbow. She's so cute. She's got like two-tone hair and avocado earrings. Not my style personally, but she looks adorable. And Stephanie from the States, not sure where she's from, maybe Seattle or someplace like that. And she's a YouTuber uh, and she's super popular and she's very sexual. And she came to over to the, to Australia and Erica was like, Hey, what was like, what happened to this like sexy girl? Like I thought that, you know, we're going to have like all this fun. And she like turned into a big stinking prude, like, Oh my God, girl. Like nothing's worse than not being yourself. Trust me. I used to do it. I was, I was there when I was younger and it just doesn't work out in the long run. So it looks like Erica came out to her parents. All went splendidly. The parents were just adorable, accepted her with open arms. And then it was Stephanie's turn to reveal it on Skype. And she chickened out And Erica was just like, oh, boo-hoo. Like, really? Like, this is... Now, I like... Red flags. Red flags. You know, I don't know how I would feel about that. I... What am I saying? I know I would not feel right about that. I feel like this is bullshit, right? Because, like, hey, listen, I came out to my parents and you 
chickened out and would not tell yours, you know, Stephanie's defense, she's like, Oh, I want to do it in person. Look this, you know, I owe it to her in person. So, but honestly, I think they're having second thoughts because, you know, things are not going very well for them. So boo hoo on them. And then Ash and Avery, (laughs) Avery is this gorgeous cannabis chef from here, from the States. And she's dating this hot uh, relationship coach from Australia. Again, Australian connection here going on. And I hope, I wonder if they know Chris Hemsworth. Anyway, side topic, but they, Avery wants to know if, so, okay, let me back up a little bit. I get ahead of myself sometimes. So Ash is telling Avery that, oh yes, my 10 year old son, my ex-wife is completely fine with, you know, my son moving to America. And Avery had her spidey senses and was like, you know what, this doesn't seem right to me because I have a young daughter and I would sure as hell not let my ex take my daughter across the world. So let's just have some wine and cheese and figure this out. And of course, lo and behold, the ex-wife is like, yeah, no way. Like I'm not, would never know. I'm not comfortable with that, nor should she. And so that sealed that deal. And I think after the red flag of him being misogynistic and a total f- she's just like over it. She's just like, you know what? I don't think it's going to happen. And that's sad. They were, they were a really cute couple and I, I really wanted them to work, but I just don't think, I think the end is near. And then we have, who else we have? Oh, um, Vara and Joffrey, Vara, Joffrey revealed last week that he was in prison for selling drugs and Vira Vara, I'm saying her name wrong, but anyway, she's from, she's Russian. She's originally from Siberia and you know, the mom is already like, yeah, I don't want you moving away. Like you don't, don't go anywhere. And yeah, so he proposes, she says not now, and he just became completely defeated. And, you know, I get it, I get it, I get it. But she was just saying, like, can we just have some more time? Like, I really want some more time. And he completely just, like, shunned her at the airport. She went in running after him, and then he was just, like, his ego was hurt. Let's just put it that way. And then finally, last but not least, our friend David, that's been in a seven-year relationship with the Ukrainian hottie, Lana. He can only speak to her online. He does not have her phone number. He. This is the fifth time he's gone to the Ukraine to meet her. And he basically was like, this is it. You know, are you going to come meet me? She made some stupid excuse about her nephew's soccer game. And, you know, he showed up on a Friday. She's like, I can meet you on Monday. And he meets with the private investigator, which I think is freaking hilarious. The private investigator that he hired to, to, which found out that she was on five different weight uh, dating sites. He, even the private investigator was like, 
girls from this country are scammers. Like you should just like, you know, like chalk it up as a loss and like pack your bags and go home. And he was just like, no, no, she's, she's for real. And lo and behold, spoiler alert, she shows up. So that's going to be really interesting. I think obviously she wants her freaking green card. Come on. But, you know, David's satisfied. He feels vindicated. He feels like, hey, I showed you guys. And you know what? As long as he's got his 15 minutes of happiness, you know, more power to you, brother. So that was 90 Day Fiance. It comes on every Sunday night on TLC. I'm seriously thinking it after Bravo, it's like the number two network on the planet because it has the best content. So if you love reality TV and you love the drama of real life situations, that's what I love. And you should check it out. And other than that, that's it, guys. That's my show. Oh my gosh, how did I do? It was like 33 minutes of nonstop rambling. But I hope you liked it. And I hope you stick around. I, if you like what I'm doing, please leave rate and review my show. Show me some love. But now you know, guys, with Butasia 2.0, if anything didn't make sense to you, or if you want to just hang out and talk because I'm lonely during this quarantine, you can DM me on my Instagram or my TikTok at Butasia 2.0. And until next time, bye!